The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to Dynamic Healing, with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to Dynamic Healing Podcast. I'm Les. And I'm David. And um, we're excited to be here with you this week. Uh, We're talking about the holidays. And the title of today's talk is Happy Holiday Not. And Les, what are we talking about today as far as these survival tips? Yeah, I like that title, by the way, Happy Holiday Not. Uh, Two things we're talking about today, uh, David, is this, um, how to stay real and how to communicate, especially during the holidays. And the purpose of this talk is fairly straightforward. And I actually get to practice these skills myself. I was talking to Dr. Ari about this a few minutes ago. Now, I'm not going to share that story on the air, but I'm, trust me, I'm in the trenches with all of you. So the thing is that in the big picture, the purpose of this today's talk is to create an awareness of what truly brings you joy and actually be able to experience it. So the holidays can either enhance or destroy your need to be connected to other people. So what brings me joy is actually connection to my family, to my friends and colleagues, to you. That's what brings me joy but the holidays have ways of taking you out of that purpose. So I'm going to read a quote. And um, again, we're talking about staying realistic and also communication, which are very linked, of course. So this is a quote from Bruce Lee. And his quote is, I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations and you are not in this world to live up to mine. <clears throat> That's pretty blunt. Mm-hmm. In relationships, of course, it tends to be the other way around, whether it's your partner, spouse, or kids, or extended family, we have expectations, and if they don't meet the expectations, bam, it's a problem. So the objective today is that I just want to point out that in our modern world, we are inundated from every direction about ways we should be. And what the marketing world does, not just around the holidays, we're made to feel badly if we're not that way. So by the way, we have products and experiences you can purchase to make you feel better. So one, one critical step again, magnified by the holidays, is to be aware of the intentions of the marketing world and pull back from it. So by creating that space will allow you to engage the most fulfilling aspect of life, which for me is fulfilling relationships. So Dr. Arya, the two things we're going to talk about today, and I'll let you start the discussion here. I'm in the mood to let you talk this morning, may not sound like (laughs) that. So the first one is the need to be realistic 
And the second one is communication. Yeah. So less, um, I think this need to be realistic is a big one. So this sounds obvious, but when we start looking at your behavior. These things may not be as obvious as you think. Well, well, let's let's start there because we're not. If something was obvious, we really wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> right. Right. So, with that said, let's kind of tackle the first one here. And one of the things we want to talk about is the realistic expectations. Let's just pause there for a second. Think back not just about the holidays, but any other times with yourself, you had expectations about how your birthday goes or expectations of um, a first date or of family members coming over or grandkids, doesn't quite matter what, is we psychologically rev ourselves up with certain expectations. And to put it even very um, simplistically is we have unrealistic expectations and that is what causes suffering. What is unrealistic expectations? It's basically the, you just add these words to your thoughts. Whenever you get upset, whenever you get upset, ask yourself, you know, have I added these two words, must and should? It's the, in the, it's in the muster of the, I don't want to say the oh, word, what? David. Did you I was say, say muster? It's, it's called muster baiting of the, um, when we muster bait, when, how things must be and should be or we should say, shooting ourselves, we must or should. When we put those words in there, so the creator of this was um, Albert Ellis, uh, who was a cognitive behavioral therapist. And he says, whenever people upset themselves, it's because they masturbate too much. And what he meant by, he was doing a play of words is M-U-S-T, must. And, and he said, and you shouldn't, shouldn't yourself. And playing on the word, again, when we have these upsets, the, it's it, the trigger, he said, is really not the trigger. It's the belief. It's the belief we have about uh, ourselves, about others in a situation. And so that's the setup of it. But there's a missing part to this that most of us don't realize this. How that comes about is through physiology first. So let's walk this back. David has talked about this, and we have talked about this in previous podcasts. When you're triggered or activated, when you find yourself upset, if you walk it back a little bit, you realize that the reason you're upset is because something activated you. So your nervous system or your brain and body is always trying to assess whether am I safe or not. And so when someone activates you, you're going to feel a flooding of the past show up in the present. I'm going to pause there for a second, David. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the problem is, again, anytime you're anxious or frustrated, something in the present activated something in the past. In other words, our entire life is programmed by our past. So all of a sudden you get activated. And so you have to be aware that you're activated because what happened to me, honestly, I spent the first 50 years of my life being activated all the time. I didn't even know I was activated. So then the should word comes into big place. So I should be a better yep. person, better doctor, better this, this, and this. But in the holidays, it's worse because this should be a happy time. There should be peace, love, and joy. I should love my relatives. And part of them, you're connected to these people and you look forward to connect with them, spending time with them, having fun with them. And then also you get triggered. Yep. And triggered wipes out joy. Is that a fair statement? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. In fact, um, let's kind of be clear. I think you said it before um, we got set up here is, is triggers can destroy your joy. Right. I mean, so just think about this is, and if we don't have skills to kind of separate from our thoughts, emotions, or sensations, again, let me use that word. I didn't say get rid of your thoughts, emotions, and right. 
physical sensation. I said, separate. You're like, Les, how do I separate? Well, very often we try to separate through thought and there's nothing wrong if, if the trigger, if you get activated, let's just say, you know, um, a family member triggers you with a statement that's just not helpful. Like, oh, there's too much salt in this. Like, you know, who made this? Sort of a gross face they make. When you're activated, you're like, think about this. When you're activated, there's a physiological response and then there's that psychological outpouring of you know what this anger and this emotions and this negative thoughts. So you get triggered physiologically and psychologically, there's this outpouring of the past showing up in the present. And that, as you said, when we don't have the skills to recognize this is a difficult moment, or I just got activated. David, we could even use that simple word that I'm in fight. One of the things I use is basically I say, you know what, I'm I'm triggered. Or right. as you, you've used that too, or I'll say I'm in sympathetic. And that might be too academic. Or um, as I teach my patients, I simply ask them to find that, that sensation in their body and say that this is a difficult moment. But also remember when I'm triggered, you're triggered. In other words, triggers are a two-way street. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. hard. So when I'm yeah. triggered, I feel like it's the right to be triggered. But guess what? The other person's triggered also. And so again, you're in the past, you're not in the present. And so what happens again with the holiday justification, I'm having a great time with my brother or sister or aunt, and all of a sudden this, the past comes in because something in the past comes into the present. So even if you have 80% of your time with your aunt or uncle was positive, that 20% that triggers thing just wipes out the whole thing. So first of all, being realistic because peace, love, and joy are possible but I was watching, you know, how the Grinch stole Christmas and these wonderful Christmas trees and everything like that. And of course, the Grinch reforms and becomes a loving person. Yeah. And the the amount of this is not reality. I mean, yes. with the marketing world is putting out there's not reality. Yes. So to me, and I was able to practice it this year at a level I've never practiced it before. And again, I'm not going to go into the details. What makes me happy is enjoying the people I'm with. And I got triggered three or four times this last week. My whole family's in town. And I was able to just say, I'm triggered, withdraw, let it calm down, and realize that I don't want to, I don't want to say things to people that I love that might hurt them. Yeah. So I was able to pull way back. So what makes me happy is just having, is deepening relationships with my family. Yeah. And what the Christmas holidays do, it provides a platform for that. I mean, there's possibilities emerge in that platform, the holidays that don't ordinarily emerge. So you can take that structure, expectation, actually create more, more fulfilling relationships. Or if you get rid of that word, should I, should, I should be this happy because the marketing world says I'm supposed right. to be. If you're rid of that should work and I could, could just connect with you, even though you treat me badly a lot of the time, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, working, I'm working on this hard. So, this, so you're one of my biggest growth opportunities. <laughs> so anyway no i'm kidding we have a good we have a good time i with less i've had a wonderful time working together and so um but the bottom line is that's what makes me that's what brings me joy in life and anything past that doesn't hardly even make sense to me personally i don't know what your value system is but that's what makes me happy yeah i think that's is and before we move on to the next um tip i think david that's beautifully uh, said so so let's kind of walk that back a little bit. Ultimately is being able to recognize when something difficult shows up inside of us to pause and step back. In doing so, you've said this before when we were prepping for this, you had mentioned that, you know, in doing that, you create space within yourself and you also give the other person space. 
So what David um, is saying, but not, not saying is he chose values. When you're activated, ask yourself, how do I wish to be during this difficult moment? And in asking yourself that question, you're actually saying, um, how do I wish to treat myself and the other person? And that's called a value. So David said, I want to be compassionate or joyful. So what does that look like or sound like? He basically said, I'm just going to shut my mouth and step back and give that person some space because they're having a difficult moment. And in doing that, we create a sense of greater love for ourselves and the others. And during the holiday, we will be triggered easily. It doesn't quite matter whether it's the Bing Crosby song or unhelpful comment or um, a TV show. When you are activated or triggered, know that something difficult is showing up. Let that feeling kind of pass through you, like you know, you become water around a rock, and just kind of go around it, and that will actually help. One quick tip before we move on here, David. Replace the word must or should with preference. I prefer my mom not to make certain comments. I prefer not, you should not make. So when we say things in our head, take a look at the negative thought that we have. We most likely will have a must or should in there about ourselves, a person or a situation. So my tip and David's tip here is this is use the word I prefer that this person not comment. Preference is neutral and less activating of your nervous system. David? Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So that brings us to the second part of our discussion today, which is about communication. And so if my value system is I want to really enjoy the people I'm with, no matter what. And I and again, you can't suppress the triggers. If you try to suppress the triggers, we call it passive aggressive behavior. People still read your body language. Um, label indifference is maybe one of the terms people have used in the past. So getting real is really key. And communication is really key. So, um, Les, we're going to practice communication right now. <laughs> so I'm going to give my little outline here. All right. So, so the first one is discuss the need to listen. The same thing, which is true for chronic pain in general, is don't complain, gossip, discuss your pain or medical care. 
or given and asked for advice. Um, when you're triggered, you're triggered. Be aware of it and just get out of there. You can't fake it. But the final word, which has actually helped me out tremendously about my global way I want to be, is just the word play. I mean, that's how humans developed was with play. Yeah. So this whole book written about the neuroscience of play, and when it, whether it's raising kids or relationships or Christmas holidays with friends, take an attitude of play into the um, into the arena. Any thoughts, Dr. Arya? Yeah, I, I think one of the one of the things you just said there is listen. You know. <laughs> I'm laughing because very often, let's just let's just put the previous thing we talked about. When we're activated, are we really listening? No, we're listening to our thoughts. We're listening to we're lock and we're locking and loading the next um, you know bullet we're gonna basically you know send off to someone via our mouth or attitude or a nonverbals uh, that we tend to you know folding of the arms or the sighing or the slamming of the chair or the table. You know when we're activated is it's nearly impossible to listen and, you know, genuinely listen. So the breath, when you're activated, just to put that together, to be able to listen more intently, one actually has to be fully present in the moment. And that can mean sometimes even just touching your fingers, slowing your breathing down. And here's what I do, David. I, I like to use little soft mental notes or mantras, I like to call it. When I breathe in, I basically, when I'm activated and I'm trying to listen, for example, um, I am feeling the sensation in my body that I really want to tell that person off. What I do is I quietly say, this is the communication part, is to myself, I breathe in, stay right here. And as I breathe out, I say right now. I'm sorry, right. can you say that again? Sure. When you breathe in, you quietly whisper to yourself, right here. And as you breathe out, you say right now. You do that over and over very slow, gentle breaths, longer exhalation. And what happens that what that does is you're using the combination of breathing, which slows the primitive parts of the brain down, the flooding part, the memories of the past on how people have mistreated you or you know criticized you. You start to close that door down in the part of the brain as you breathe. And as you quite and as you keep saying those repetitions of right here, right now, what that does, it actually activates the front part of your brain which brings what we call in meditation or in therapy, the wise mind. So you're basically putting a wedge between your trigger and your reaction. Well, this is brings up in a topic, which I've been writing about this last couple of weeks in psychology today. So some of the most widely read posts I've ever had in psychology today have been the last month on awareness. Mm -hmm. And this is a topic that we'll discuss in detail this next year on this podcast, because there's all types of awareness. There's ways of understanding it. There's ways of becoming aware when you're unaware. And so, but think about this, what's been so exciting for me as I've been writing these posts is that when you have opinions and judgments, et cetera, et cetera, you're just projecting your view of the world and yourself onto the world. It's tedious. It's boring after a while, yeah. right? Yeah. Awareness is the opposite of just being open up to all possibilities to truly listen. And again, you're, that deep breath technique is wonderful. And so right here, right now, this is it. And all these, again, when you're being judgmental or strong opinions, this, this, and this, it's just you. And I get, I actually, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine. I actually get tired of listening to me. Yeah. And well, it's so much more interesting actually listening to other people. I hate to admit yeah, that. Yeah, I, I like that. And sorry, David, I'm going to bring in a Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. So uh, I can't dance like him. But Michael Jackson, you know, like that song, Man in the Mirror. 
um, that's basically saying is if you want others to be different or to change, start with yourself. And this is a great place to start is to be aware of what's, your, what's being activated in you and take a step back, drop into your breath and be able to use certain skills. And again, we don't mean to be uh, minimizing of anything that you may be going through. We, David and I are very clear with this. I want a side note, David, before we kind of uh, wrap this up a little bit here is David by no means are saying is for you to put up with someone's abusiveness. I do not tolerate that. David does not, um, you know, traditional psychologists will not tell you to put up with someone who's verbally abusive like that. Sometimes when that gets to that point, you want to get up and walk away. Right, right. So, so that brings up the second point um, is we've discussed this in both lesson. I feel really strongly about this, but when we do our group situations, but also in the holidays, don't complain. Don't yeah. gossip. Quit yep. discussing your medical care. I mean, why would I want to hear about your medical care i mean honestly that's not a great conversation that it, it means you know complain about political events or religion or belief systems so in our household honestly we don't allow people to discuss religion politics or COVID. it just is off the table Beautiful. yep and because your belief systems which is funny every belief system i respect yours you can respect mine but don't if you want to have a good time at a party why do you want why do you want to just parrot your belief systems but the other thing is we found out in chronic pain, and this has been a tough, tough deal for lots of people, but it's been the most, one of the most effective thing we've done is that you heal by stimulating your brain to change. And if you're complaining or gossiping or discussing medical care, your brain's developing the wrong direction. Yep. So you heal by going where you want to go. So that's a huge one. When you're at a party, start listening to yourself. What are you talking about? That's mm. it's great. David, um, you ready for one? I'm sorry, I have to pull this out. Here we go. Buckle up, big guy. All right. If you complain, you well, shall well, well, We came out deep breath first. <laughs> right here, right now. All right. I guess that phrase just activated me a little bit. Okay, so let me, okay, I'm re- okay go for it. Let's, let's have the audience have you practice. So when you get, <laughs> one of the things I, I tell my patients and myself is that when I complain, it's okay to complain and not, but don't get drunk in it. Sometimes complaining um, actually keeps you remaining. Whoop, did I slip that in? (laughs) If you complain, you shall remain in misery and suffering. And complaining and gossiping is basically what I call black magic. Be impeccable with your words, as Don uh, Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, uh, I love his book. And his book talks about that if you're gossiping and you're talking ill of someone, you're spreading black magic. And in right. some sense, if you think about that, is that who you wish to be? I've right. taught my kids, both my kids, I've taught them this, and including myself, I have to remind myself this, is gossiping is not um, anything, it's not healthy. And right. so therefore, um, that, is, uh, that is something that should not be in your character, as I've told my kids. So in, during this holiday, when you find yourself you know, struggling with listening, drop into your breath, um, if you find yourself um, feeling overwhelmed, you know, again, you know, find out, as David said, you know, be aware, are you complaining about something or gossiping? Because you could be activating yourself in that sense. So well, no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're activating, you are activating yourself and you're activating the other person. So that is not holiday joy. So the last one we've already covered, withdraw from conversations when triggered. Again, don't suppress the triggers, please. One of the worst, one thing worse than being triggered is suppressing it. So be aware you're triggered, just get out of there. And again, the brain reads the unconscious much better than the conscious. So if your body language is off, tone of voice changes, other people read it. <clears throat> so I like to summarize this part of communication with the word play. 
an attitude of play has just been a huge word for me. Yeah. And trust me, I came from a chaotic background, trying to survive. Play was not my biggest work. <clears throat> and it's been, you know, I've been <clears throat> a workaholic, as you know. And I confuse the word work and play, as you well know. They are different <laughs> words, by the way. Is that true, Les, that there is a difference between work and play? I'll take you back to spelling B. Yes, they definitely okay. spell and sound different. Well, I mean, I just made a quick comment here. So my stepdaughter, Jazz, is very insightful. And I was just telling her years ago, I says, I'm not a workaholic. I really love what I do, which is great. But she looks at me and goes, well, every addict loves their drug. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anyway, but but honestly, uh, what brings you joy? And then what can you do to make another person better? And what, you, what can you do to, quote, play together? You know, yeah. discuss the baseball score or how the wires are playing. Of course, you're a Kings fan, right? I am Kings. Go Sacramento Kings. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. They, they won again last night. But anyway, no, just whatever it is, just stay light and play because that's a learned skill. The world's full of problems. We tend to bring them into our conversations. We tend to bring them into every aspect of our life, but we lose the word play. So any comments on that? Dr. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, absolutely. Well, I was at a Thanksgiving uh, um, get together. And one of the ways that people were kind of like um, talking about politics and things. So we put on music and um, we asked everyone to grab each other's waist and we did the, you know, the, the train and we were all around the place <laughs> it broke up the mood um it was kind of fun and dancing is just a great way everyone loves to move whether you can move or not david <laughs> <laughs> i've seen david dance that's oh, my, yeah <clears throat> yeah but, you want you want to so yeah um i can't do i'm not very funny but if you want to laugh just watch me dance Oh, well, David, we'll be kind to you, folks. You know, hopefully you found these two um, major topics being realistic and communicating with itself helpful. You know, we want you to, and I think, David, it's a great way to end this is to really, uh, really understand what you just said was find the joy and the meaning in this season and be able to step back from your thoughts, emotions, and sensations and give yourself the opportunity to be able to be in the present moment because if you don't you're going to be finding yourself stuck in suffering so just to review the talk today we talked about we're working on the seven tips of surviving the holidays and the two we discussed today are the need to be realistic and communicate and the realistic um let's point out really clearly just get rid of the word should and just use the word would prefer yep. and uh just don't let the marketing world put expectations in your mind that are just not real. And so it makes the triggers more, it just makes it worse because you get triggered more quickly because expectations are way up off the map and things that wouldn't ordinarily trigger you during the regular life actually trigger you during the holidays. So it's sort of a disaster that way. The other one is communicate, which means communicate with yourself what brings you joy. And when things are taking you out of that moment, what do you do to pull yourself back? You know, what we suggested is the word play, lots of issues around that word, but really the idea from now until New Year's, what can you do every day when you interact with other people to make it a playful situation? So Dr. Arya, thank you for your wisdom today. Um, I actually do listen to you. <laughs> so do I, <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, you listen to yourself too? To you, I listen oh, to you. I learn okay. a lot. So it's a two-way right. street, so. Just checking there. Anyway, thank you everybody and have a happy holidays and we look forward to talking to you soon.
Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.